Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Welcome to the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We are your hosts, I'm Will. And I'm Bob. And this is God. <laughs> oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Here, th- This episode is a culmination of the last, what, five years? Three years? I know, Three right? years. Um, it, it, I, I like to consider ourselves, you know, patient men. Uh, and you know, we pace ourselves, we pace ourselves when it comes, because you don't want to throw everything out at once. You know, you want to space it out over time. And, uh, now is the time to bring out this cult classic, um, which changed the genre and, and, uh, made us or helped to make us the men we are today. Um, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Wes Craven, starred Robert England and Heather Lankenkamp. The movie that defied a generation. Big time. Big time. The movie that fucking helped create, like, the house that Freddie built, fucking New Line yep. Cinema. The, the, the movie that if it wasn't for this movie, we wouldn't have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we wouldn't have Blade, we wouldn't have... The the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we yeah. know it. Yeah, it really <clears throat> wouldn't. Like, so. this movie really did, like, like boy, for, for a movie that, like, Wes Craven, like, ran with, reading an article about some kid who had nightmares till he died. He really did have night terrors that caused him to have a heart attack in his sleep, and he died. A group of, of, uh, of uh, uh, refugees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really, really wild to think about because, like, as an adult and, like, the only person who knows about this is my wife, I've been having really, really, really – and it's, a lot of it is probably a lot to do with stress. We I've had a very stressful year uh, mm-hmm. this past year, and everything sort of came to an end in, like, a four-week span. Mm-hmm. And, like, it hit very hard, very hard. And, like, everything just sort of came to a nice bow. Like, I expected just the worst. And I got a lot of the worst, but, like, I'm through it already. And, like, my, mm. my, my spirit, my emotion was getting just used to it. And, like, lately, it hasn't happened a whole lot. But when it does happen, it fucking completely ruins my night. Mm. Um, I have been having hyper vivid nightmares like hyper vivid and it's always the same thing uh doppelgangers 
like things pretending to be my family and like i've That's never terrifying. had it's really terrifying dude i've never had nightmares so intense before like the kind that you cannot wake up from and like the kind where you wake up from a nightmare within a nightmare mm-hmm. like that shit has really been happening to me and it sucks like it sucks something awful and like i think last week was the first time i was ever able to just nope and like walk out of my own (laughs) nightmare like it's been happening like that much lately and it and it sucks they're really really terrible dreams dude i've never experienced the nightmare so vivid in my life and i'm almost Mm. 40 years old (laughs) so like it's weird like i've had some nightmares but the idea of a nightmare that can hurt you is really 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 fucking scary and, like, I find it so funny that w- the first person Wes Craven pitched this to was Sean Cunningham, the, the guy who created Friday the, Friday the 13th, the original Friday yeah. the 13th. Yeah. Like, pitched it to Sean Cunningham, and Sean Cunningham read it, and he went, this isn't scary. A Nightmare on Elm Street huh. isn't scary. It's like, nobody would ever be afraid of a nightmare. Everybody knows you can wake up from a nightmare. Yeah. And, like, just didn't get it. Apparently, a lot of people didn't get it. Like mm. this, this movie does not translate well on script. Like, and it's so funny if you watch it and think about reading it, it's really not that scary. Well, like if, well, that's the thing. Like, it's all visual. Like, you have to visualize uh, what's going on because a lot of it is is nonverbal. It's right. all reactions and atmosphere and and everything. You know, and like I can't imagine. How badly this movie translates to script. Like if you're if you're an executive and you read that, you would immediately turn this down. Because you're not yeah. seeing what he's seeing, what he's planning on making. <clears throat> and yeah. like that that may have just been Wes Craven not being able to convey that. Mm. Like, but like someone finally got it with Bob Shea. Yeah. Like Bob Shea got it. And that's because he had a nightmare about it that night. Yeah. I like guess the only reason he was like, you know what? Like, fuck it, let's do this movie. So uh, Wes Craven was was kind of he was like a low budget like movie guy and and yeah. and this movie really did come at the perfect time because Halloween had come out in seventy eight mm-hmm. and then uh, eighty one was Friday was was Friday the thirteenth this movie came out in eighty four <clears throat> and it was immediately lumped in with the slasher flicks of the time but if you watch didn't actually watch the movie it's I, I don't really consider it a slasher flick in the in the traditional they, sense. They become slasher flicks. The first one yeah. is not slasher. The no. first one is just terror inducing. It's it's because, really a terror inducing fucking like movie. If you really because like we like we always or at least especially me like I always do. I'm watching the movie as I'm doing the review. I always watch mm-hmm. it with the volume down. Yeah. And like right now is the scene where the mom takes her to a sleep clinic. Uh-huh. And like, think about how how that must convey in a script. She's thrashing around to sleep in the bed while everybody mm-hmm. watches her. Nothing yeah. happens at first, but she's thrashing around. Yeah, like that doesn't sound interesting. But watching it, watching mm-hmm. the nightmare she's having, hearing what she's hearing in her in her dream, like the scraping of the walls and shit like that, and her waking mm-hmm. up with the scratch and his hat. Yeah, like that's so scary, dude. And I, and I think that the first scene of the movie really, really 
shows off what what this movie's what's going to happen in this movie where the girl is walking through a boiler room and there's some there's a shadow chasing her because you don't really see him. No, it's no, just no, a no, shadow. Really just a shadow. And and I and I think that that's what really stuck with a lot of people and what made this movie so popular was the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the imagination that went into the dream sequences. Because you know how bad your dreams are. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the, the other thing is, is Wes Craven really did capture uh, very well what it's like to have surreal nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he did that really like the rotating room, uh, the staircase when her feet are going through the stairs. Like I've had those dreams, you know, everybody knows what it feels like to try to run away and you can't run. Are you yeah. running in slow motion in your dream or you're running in place? Like these are all familiar nightmares. I think it's it's universal. Everybody's had these nightmares. Yeah. Which says a lot about the fucked up shit in our DNA, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and what makes it even crazier is that we really don't know why we have dreams or why we have nightmares. Like that's the worst thing. We, we, we have we're closer to knowing anything. We don't even know why we sleep. You know, like there's really no scientific reason for us to sleep. Uh, other than to give our consciousness a break, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's the it's the same so, thing with yawning. The only thing they've figured so far is your brain needs oxygen. Yeah, it's the only way you can deliver oxygen into your brain. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man, Wes Craven he he uh, he got the idea for this movie, or like the genesis of the, of the idea came from him reading an article <laughs> about Cambodian refugees mm-hmm. um, being being like coming over here. And they're all in one giant room, you know. They're all refugee, refugee, uh, refugee camp, yeah. um, and they all like say that they have nightmares, that they've been having nightmares ever since they got here, and then they just die in their sleep, like yeah, perfectly normal, healthy men sleep dying in their yeah. sleep, you which know? is crazy. <clears throat> it's insane because like, like you're you're you go to sleep and expect to wake up the next day. But mm. imagine dying in your dream and then like dying in real life. Like that's just I I it, think they got they got bit by that bug that like keeps you awake for days. Uh huh. Like I think that however they got over here, yeah. there were bugs and whatever they were transported in, and they got bit. Yeah. Like and they just couldn't sleep. But like the women didn't. It didn't happen to the women. It didn't happen to the that's children. True, it though. just it happened, only to, happened like, to that small group of guys. That small yeah. group of men, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know if they had anything to do with each other. Like, I don't know if they traveled together or what, but um, maybe it was like some kind of mass hysteria or something. But maybe, but just just that article alone, like was was enough Dogs to like give him the together. idea. <laughs> and um, he uh, he kind of it's so funny because he gave he gave Freddy Krueger the name Freddy Krueger. He named it after a childhood bully of his. Yeah, he Which, even named the main bad guy in Last House on the Left was Krug. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being so terrible as a child that like you're forever immortalized in one of the greatest movie villains of all time. <laughs> like, and it's so funny to me because like I, I've always wondered if if the real Fred Krueger, the kid that bullied Wes Craven. If it was anything like that situation with Adam Sandler, like when he <laughs> when he like finally came face to face with the kid O'Doyle that used to bully him when he was a kid, he was like, uh-huh. "I don't remember you." 
Like O'Doyle yeah. was like, I, if I bullied you, like I don't, I don't ever, I don't think I was ever a bully. Yeah. Like you might have annoyed me and I might have, you know, hit you, but like yeah. I don't, I, I, like your trauma of me bullying you that has caused you to create all these redheaded bullies named O'Doyle in your movies is it's very one sided. Like I don't mm. think about you in my normal everyday life. Like. That that's that's messed up, dude. It's mean. Like, that's dude. really messed up. <laughs> like, just really, like <clears throat> I, I know who you are. I didn't even remember that we went to school together. Like, wow. Sorry, like I don't remember you, dude. For like, me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> for me, it was Tuesday. Like he bisoned him. Like, <laughs> and I don't. I don't give a. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit how many billions of dollars you're worth. If Elon Musk's middle school bully was like, oh, you're that, that Elon. I, I don't, we went to school together? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't care how much money you have. You can't buy that kind of a fucking, that, that pain. Like, but you know visceral. what, dude, on, on one hand, on one hand, I understand that you don't remember somebody that you met in third grade. You know, like, I don't remember, like, the only reason I remember uh, half the, the kids I went to in third grade was because I went to school with them throughout high school yeah, also. Yeah. Like along with them, like I don't remember a lot of the kids, but if for some reason some kid comes up to me and says, "Hey, you bullied me in third grade," I'm like, "Oh, I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember. I'm not gonna say that to him because this <laughs> obviously meant something, meant enough to him to remember it. It was like, say something like enough for Adam Sandler to make yeah. him the bully in every movie. Like say something like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm." I'm sorry, sorry. if I, yeah. I ever hurt you. Like, I apologize, and I hope that, you know, I hope that, that this heals you in some way. Don't say, yeah. I don't remember you. You're making it up or something. You know, no, dude, don't. Like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was really awful. It was really awful, yeah. and uh, I uh, I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Anyway. Like, what a dick. Like, I'm sorry. Are you sure it was me? <laughs> Am I sure? <laughs> So back to uh, Wes Craven's uh, bully. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, uh, freaking Robert England, dude. Um, what can we say about this cat that hasn't been said already? What can we um, say about him that he hasn't already said about himself? So he knows. So he was. How old was he when he made this movie? Like in his late mid to late thirties? No, he was like 28, 29. Are you serious? Yeah, adults they really more... looked that much older back then. I was gonna say adults <laughs> really looked like adults when we were kids. Like Dude, we he must was look in like twenties, bro. We must look like utter shit to our kids, Will. <laughs> Dude, his head looked like he had a bunch of spiders had a meaning on his head, man. No, he had red like hair. His, he was thinning. He had yeah, it was thinning. Mm. Was red. Like it's great yeah, now, like, but like, like he wasn't like, like <laughs> I, I don't like he 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 looks like a like like a like a, a a guy who's going to see his kid in high school. Like there there's no oh wow that that you just blew my mind. Anyway, yeah, he really he was wasn't that old. He was a struggling actor at the time, right? Well, I, I say struggling, but he 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 was a steady working actor, but he wasn't yeah. really a name. He, right. Like he his biggest, he, was, he always had work. He just didn't. Yeah. Have his, his the 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 biggest thing that he had done at the time was uh, the VTV series. Yeah, that's all which, fucking Bob Shea knew of him too. Bob which Shea was one no of the biggest. Which, believe it or not, was one of the biggest things on TV at the time. 
Mm. It was huge. Like it was a huge, huge hit. Uh, the VTV series. Yeah. And uh, really was. He was cast as Freddy. Now I know that there's there's a there's a rumor going around, or like they say that, um, uh, what was his name? David uh, um, Warner. Yeah, David was Warner. originally cast. So mm-hmm. like I did some research, and it turns out that apparently that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. That while he was the approached. first choice, yeah, he was approached. He, he never really. Uh, he never accepted it because he was doing uh, he was doing something else. I think downtown Abbey or something. He was doing downtown Abbey. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but uh, when they brought in Robert England, um, see, and and this is what I love about the character that he that he created, Fred Krueger. Right? Mm. You have um, you have Michael Myers, who is this stoic figure, the figure, the shadow. Right. You know, you had Jason Voorhees, or not even at the time. At the time, did did Jason already come out? Because in the first yes. Friday the Thirteenth, it was his mom. In yeah, the second 80, one. I, I believe the eight, second one was eighty three, so it was okay. a year before this. But this was this was Sackhead Jason. Yeah, Sackhead Jason. It wasn't Hockey Mask Jason yet. Yeah, but I think Hockey 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 Mask. I know for sure was in part three. Yeah. but I don't know. I can't. I couldn't say off the top of my head what year that was. I feel like it's eighty six. I want to say like yeah, like I, I want to say that that they made part two like the next year or like eighty two, yeah. Like they, that. they made part two, like because the first quick. one was eighty. Eighty one. Yeah, eighty one. So, that. so those those two, those, that's really the only ones that I can come up at the top of my head as of right now. But, um, they, and I think there was also my bloody Valentine, right at the time. Oh no, part three was eighty two. Part three was 82. Okay, so they just cranked them out. Yeah, anyway, they just shit these out. But but the point is, is that they were all stoic, silent killers. Right. You know, with no emotion. Freddy Krueger toyed with his victims. And like, and, and he toyed with his victims and he like took pleasure in torturing them. Yeah. And everything. He was having know? fun with what he was doing. And yeah. I think that's what always made Freddy Krueger like a big favorite to people was the fact that he had so much fun with what he did. Like Michael and Jason always felt like they're they're doing it because they, they have some un, untapped force that's making them do it. Yeah. Whereas like Freddy was the, the force that, that was yeah. doing like he's having fun hurting people yeah. this way. He was a sentient killer, which made it even more scary. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like he had he had purpose. He had um, he had like thought process behind how he dealt with his he victims. Did everything. You know, yeah, yeah, and everything and was personalized. You know, no, like he, it, it, that's the thing is it it it's personal in the sense that he doesn't know whose kid he's hurting. He just knows mm-hmm. he's hurting the kid of somebody that hurt him. Yeah, well, in in the in the in the story. In the story, uh, or in his backstory, he's a child murderer mm-hmm. that he would kill children in his in the in the boiler room or whatever, you know. Um, which and and then the parents the parents of the kids killed him. Mm-hmm. Now you can go and say that this is all revenge for for the for the parents killing him, but I but I I like to think that death even death couldn't stop him. Like yeah. he's still just killing kids, you know. Like because like he takes pleasure in killing kids. 
that revenge scenario ends in um part four like mm. part four the the last of the elm street kids which is Kristen from part three but in part yeah. four she's played by tuesday night because they wouldn't give patricia arquette the money she wanted which in mm. retrospect was probably really fucking stupid like i have no issues with tuesday night <laughs> but like stupid name i'm sorry but like <laughs> It is. Like, I know the parents thought that must have been really fucking funny. It wasn't. But, like... I like your song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, like, upon retrospect, it's probably really stupid, but fucking Bob Shea has a... He is, man. Of all the stories you hear about Bob Shea and his brilliance and, like, him greenlighting the right movies at the right time and kind of always hitting it out of the park... When he really needs to. Because you've got to remember it was Nightmare. And then it was fucking Ninja Turtles. And then it was fucking Mortal Kombat. Like, he just kept hitting them out of the park. And like, but if you ever listen, because everything on Nightmare on Elm Street has been documented, like, to its final threads. Like, if somebody picked their nose on the set of that movie, there's a story about it and there's film. Like, yeah. it got filmed backstage. Like, there's this amazing documentary that's, like, I think it's, like, five or six hours long. Uh, and it's called, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's all A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, it's essentially seven mini documentaries, like, a documentary for each movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, what it took to make it and the things that the cast and crew went through to make it. And, like, the one story you hear over and over and over and over again is if there's a corner to be cut for a penny to be saved, Bob mm-hmm. Shea will take it. Yeah. Like, Bob Shea is such a cheap-ass corner-cutting fuck. Like, the dumbest fucking thing he ever did was when they were making part two, Robert England was like, hey, um, I'd like 700000 for this. Like, I made you, like, well over tens of millions of dollars with the first one. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I should get close to a million for for doing the sequel, and like Bob Shea was like brought in hell, like go oh, fuck yourself, you're recast. <laughs> he yeah. recast him, like didn't even have the conversation with him. Like you're fucking funny, Robert. Have a nice life. Hope I never see you again. Hired somebody completely different who he will not name because he will not damage his. Re- he refuses to be part of something that damages his reputation. Like, apparently, whoever came in to play Freddy in part two became a very well-known mm. actor. And he really? filmed. Yeah. And he's got the film. He won't show it to anybody. And everybody else is on a gag order. Like, everybody who was a part of it is on a gag order. Like, whoever it was, they filmed, like, 40% of the movie with him. And every day that Bob Shea was getting the dailies, he was like, I'm going to have to fucking give Robert England $700,000. Like I'm gonna have to. Is it Eric Stoltz? It's Eric Stoltz, isn't it? Every dude, <laughs> that's a running gag in a forum that I'm in. Yeah. Like, Eric, like Eric Stoltz was the best Freddy Krueger. Like, <laughs> I like that's yeah. such a fucking funny thought. But like whoever it was, like he ended up being a well-known person. He was in the makeup, delivering the dialogue, and Bob Shea was like, "This is going to fail and bomb and gag and fail and bomb." Like. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Like, this is awful. 
like just that just goes to show you it just goes to show you how important the actors really are like straight up man you really are like stop thinking you can replace them with ai stop it it's like for fucking real yeah by the way guys don't go watch the new brightburn movie (laughs) like just it's being written (laughs) sorry They don't. They don't want you to talk about it. They don't want you to talk about it. <laughs> They're gonna have to kill me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cigarettes. <laughs> but um, yeah, like don't don't go see that. It's being written by an AI and edited by scabs. And like, if it works, if people go to see it, because they go, oh, I'm curious what the AI did. Don't download it illegally. Acquire mm. the movie. There are plenty of websites. That you can fucking pirate it off of. And like, mm. just do that. Just pirate it. Don't fucking pay money to see that fucking movie. Like, mm. don't let the AI win. Like, because if you, if you <laughs> do that, you replace all your fucking writers immediately. If that movie's a success, mm. all writers are going to be replaced immediately. And you cannot write something like Face Off as an AI. Like, that's <laughs> fueled by pure Colombian Bam Bam. <laughs> Eyes for one. Welcome our new AI overlords and bow subservience to them all. No, he fucking doesn't. (laughs) Fucking doesn't. Wait, what? Who's talking? Who said that? That was he really really wants to live through this. I don't. So fuck (laughs) that. Like like bullshit. Who the fuck want to survive? This this isn't an apocalypse to you, Will. (laughs) So what? 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 uh, Um. It, in in the in the ranking of serial killer weapons, mm-hmm. like Michael Myers has the has the uh, the butcher knife, right? Uh, Jason has the machete. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger has the glove knives, mm-hmm. which, um, like every movie, they're they're different. They're made different, or they use different different types of knives or whatever. Mm-hmm. From my research, these were the knives used in in uh, this movie were. Like fish gutting knives or something like that. Yeah, they're like they, crab they're, they're like long thin. Yeah, they're fish gutters. Like, yeah, um, and, and like the the thing about it is, it was one of those things where like I don't think it was till part three when Chuck Russell was directing Dream Warriors that we finally got um, stunt gloves and shit like that. Because yeah. one and two, I think two, it's three gloves. And then yeah. one is just the one glove throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And then I think at some point in the movie, it broke and they had to replace it with another one. Like mm-hmm. they just had to get another one. But um, yeah, dude, like it was, it wasn't until Chuck Russell where he had like stunt knives, like certain shots for certain gloves. And then mm-hmm. Rennie Harlan perfected that in part four. Like every time the glove opens up every time he does something with his hand it's shot so dazzling it really was yeah. the mtv nightmare on yeah. like every and, every move freddie made was very showman yeah and and i think and i think that uh as good as that was um i really think that they showcase the glove in this movie in particular uh, mm-hmm. perfectly because there are a couple of scenes where it's just like iconic. Like there's a one scene where 
they, they're in the dream world and he's walking down the alley and his arms are all stretched out across the oh, alley. Man. And the gloves are being dragged across the wall and they're sparking. Yeah. In that in that scene, they hooked up the gloves to uh, to a car battery so that it would mm-hmm. spark. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Nancy is in the bathtub mm-hmm. and the gloves come up through the through the water oh, in between her legs. What an iconic shot that is. That's such a great shot. And then there's another scene where where I think this should have been the poster. There's there's a variation of this, but I think this should have been a poster where Nancy is in bed and then you see it uh, the wall. over her through yeah. the wall. Like they put a like like a like a rubber <laughs> film across the top and they it, just it like was, you just see the shape. Canvas. Yeah, you just see the shape of him coming through, and that is so freaking cool and that is done with no cgi yeah nothing but practical effects and lighting a hole in the wall with a tarp nowadays that would have been cgi they they did cgi when they when they did it in the remake they cgi'd it well you know what man this like there nothing can be practical effects i'm sorry dude i don't care how cheap it looks like the fact that there's a scene where he cuts off his obviously fake fingers with his, yeah. with his, uh, with his thing, like that still looks good, man. It does, you know. It still, it still looks gross and creepy. Yeah. And all the, the green shit comes out of his fingers, like, ew. Like it's and fucking, there's a, it's gross. And there's a self awareness in this movie also because it kind of makes sense in the dream world that something would seem fake like that. Like, and then, and then there, there are some scenes where, um, like it, it's so funny that the um okay i'm just gonna come out and say it the acting in this movie is not really as good as the horror um, oh no god no. i don't want i i don't want to hold it against heather langenkamp i don't want to hold it against johnny depp yeah but when you're like acting against yeah. when you're acting against robert england who's just having the goddamn time of his life yeah <laughs> you know you really need to crank it up man yeah like get I mean, shit together dog <clears throat> I mean, there's a scene where uh, she's walking through the hallway and she runs into the hall monitor and she's like, where's your hall pass? Screw your hall pass. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Nancy, no running in the hallway. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can't, dude. But anyway, uh, it's it's so like, but that's and here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about that for me. It's it feels like it's supposed to feel that way. Yeah. Like you're not and supposed to know whether or not you're in a nightmare or not. Like they don't yeah. they don't do wavy lines to imply no she's dreaming like you're just in the dream now. You don't know when they're dreaming. That and that's that's one of the scary parts is is um that is like the scary the, part. Yeah, like you don't know right. when they transition into the dream. Like like I said in the bathtub, she's mm-hmm. there and you know that it's that it's the real world or whatever. They don't even show her going to sleep. Mm-hmm. They just show her kind of like closing her eyes, and then right. the claw comes up, you know, <laughs> like 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 that. And it's it's one of those things too, where like I think we haven't had that universal thing that we're scared of in a horror movie anymore. <clears throat> like yeah. there there hasn't been anything quite like Freddy Krueger since Freddy Krueger. We have like, do you remember like Freddy Mania? Like we did have a Freddy Mania for a long time. Like from eighty four to eighty nine was like mm. Freddy fucking Krueger, man. So 
so that that's that's what it, because I didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street until I was a little older, mm-hmm. um, like in my teens. I, I I didn't I didn't watch the movie, but then again, like when when I was you know paying attention to pop culture and everything, like they had a Freddy Krueger hotline that you would call and he would tell you scary stories. Yeah, um, they had they had a season of Freddy's Nightmares where it was like just a just a, like Freddy Krueger telling scary stories. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a crypt keeper. Yeah, kind of like that. Ross Sterling. And like he really wasn't and then by like by the time I, I, I did actually sit down and watch the Nightmare and Elm Street movies, there was already like five of them, you know? Yeah. And it 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 was really more leading into the whole slasher thing that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really an atmospheric thing anymore. It was more like how many jokes Freddy could fit in before he killed you, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you, bro, were you in your were you in your um, brother, were you latchkey kids? Oh, what's that? Latchkey kids are like kids between seven and like 12 that your parents would leave you at home during the summer by yourself. Mm. Like, oh, you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to just lock the door, don't let anybody in. If, like, oh, if, if they knock, don't even go to the door, dude. We would, we would, uh, we would rock, walk home from school because we were within walking distance of our school. Yeah, okay. and uh, both our parents would be gone. Yeah, okay. You know? Latchkey kids. Well, then again, there was a time when when uh, when my dad worked nights, and uh, he would come home like at like at uh, uh, eleven or twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and he would sleep the rest of the day. So yeah. we were basically by ourselves. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, my mom started doing summer school when I was ten. She started mm. teaching summer because that was around the time my parents got separated and mom had to like, <clears throat> she just had to work another job. And like, she took summer hours at summer school. So it was my first summer that I was going to stay like by myself. And like, I remember that was the first time because mom, for whatever reason of all the horror movies that I was able to watch, mom really didn't want me watching A Nightmare on Elm Street. So mm-hmm. I was either like nine or almost 10 when I saw A Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. And one of my friends brought it over during the day. Huh. Like He brought it over and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch this. And like, it's the first time I ever saw like, I would say, because to this day, I, like, I get you, you, you know, you get asked a lot, what's your favorite horror movie? At least I do. Mm-hmm. And um I always ask the same question back. Like, what's my favorite horror movie or like, what's the best horror movie? Mm. Because my favorite horror movie is night of the demons. But I think the best horror movie of all time is a nightmare on Elm street. Mm. Like there's no, the jump scares are to perfection. The jump scares are built around dread. Really horrible yeah. dread. I remember the first jump and scare. universal themes. Mm-hmm. Like everybody like, has nightmares. The first one that I mean I can remember. I don't know if you if it ever happened to you as a kid. It happened to me when I'd see something so scary in a horror movie, or at least so unexpected, I would get a clutch in my chest, like mm-hmm. right here, like in the shoulders. Like I would like it would clutch, and I would feel my like air cut off for like a split second. And like, I remember one, probably the first time I can ever, ever remember really feeling that in a horror movie that wasn't child's play, but that was my fear of my dolls coming to life. 
um, is the scene where she's running away in the alley, like right after his arms scrape the wall. And he says, this is mm. God. Mm. And he's chasing after her and she keeps looking back at him and he's, you know, who? Yeah. And she looks back twice. And when she turns around the second time, she bumps into him. And I mean, like hands to his chest and he's just staring at her mm. smiling. Like could have killed her right there. But where's the mm. fun in that? Yeah. Like, I remember just feeling so, like, so much ick. Like, <laughs> uncomfortable. And I, I, I can remember the way I felt the first time I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm constantly, <laughs> like, forever chasing that high in horror movies. Like, I always, always look for that, that like, bro, I want to sleep with my lights on tonight horror movie. <laughs> yeah. I saw well, one. Was- I saw one recently, if I can fall off track for a moment, with um, Talk To Me. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. It's on my queue. Brother. Um, that's an instant classic to me. Oh, okay. Like, Another 824 talk- joint? Yes. And like <laughs> instant, instant classic. <gasps> like instant. Like The Witch, when I first saw The Witch, that was one of those things where I was like, Okay, I have to watch this again immediately because I don't know if it was good because the actors were good or if the story was really good too because the actors yeah. were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I rewatch it for the story again and it's like, okay, this is a fucked up scary horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And like Hereditary, I watched Hereditary and I'm like, okay, this is a fucked up scary horror movie. It's a little Rosemary's Baby, but it's a fucked up scary horror movie. But yeah. Talk to Me was one of those like... I'm yelling at the characters at the TV. Like, why are you doing this? Like, (laughs) how could you be so fucking stupid? Like rage. And like every time like shit goes down, it goes down in the most uncomfortable fucking way imaginable. It's a good movie, dude. It's a horror movie. Everywhere I look, people are praising that movie. So (laughs) I I, I know I got to watch it. It, It's the the hype isn't bullshit. It's good. Like, You'll come across plenty of people who are like, oh, it's not that scary. It's bullshit. It's a great horror yeah. movie. Like, remember how I tell you? No, dude, like, like those people... horror movies are important except ours. Like, yeah. trust <laughs> like, <clears throat> No, man, but, like, those are the kind of people that go to, to haunted house attractions and Halloween and be like, that's not scary. That's not scary. No, dude, go and have fun, dude. Stop being such a freaking prick, man. Okay, so, like, those people, like, those people who don't have, who, who fucking laugh at go everything. To horror, go yeah, like they go to watch horror movies to laugh at it and judge it. Yeah. These are your victims in this movie. Huh. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, just sold. Kids are like, this isn't sold, scary. Sold, this sold. isn't scary. Sold. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, to, to get back on track real quick, man. Um, I, well, I don't think that this is the best horror movie uh, ever made or whatever. I can defend its merits and make an argument that it is, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can like, if somebody were to tell me, okay, I want you to prove that Nightmare on Elm Street is the best horror movie ever made. I'll be like, oh yeah. Papitas, bro. Papitas. That's easy. Easy. That's, easy. That's easy. 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 that, dude. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that and I'll, I'll, I'll add to it. This movie does everything 
uh, it has a minimalist way of getting to your guttural fears. Yeah. It doesn't overdo it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. This movie's an hour and a half long. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't go over the top. There's one over the top death in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it but it's done in a way that's obviously like just for the spectacle. It, it you know? works for the movie. Yeah, it works for the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the death scenes in this movie, there's it's not really that gory at all. No. It's not. That's the ridiculous thing. Yeah. Like some of these horror movies, like we remember like in the them. first, like in the first Friday the 13th movie, Kevin Bacon gets a spear stuck through his neck. Yeah. Like, and, it, it, and that's awesome. That's great. I love it. it. I love it. And it's, it's cause Phenomenal. here's the, here's the thing back then when they were making these movies, like it really was a showcase for the fucking, the makeup artist. Like yeah. the 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 mass majority of this film was who was going to be lucky enough to be the makeup guy for it, yeah. and like some dudes leave an everlasting like impression. Like Tom Savini is forever. Yeah. Like Tom Savini is a forever sort of guy. Like when Tom Savini is gone, you're going to see his work forever. Like his school really does like hammer out some real fucking talent. And like, so we got to give credit in that case. We got to give credit to Kevin Yeager, the guy who created the Freddy Krueger makeup. Yeah, you know? and like Kevin Yeager was such a was such a great, great makeup artist, and like the stuff that guy could figure out, like mm-hmm. him. There, there's some really inventive cats when it comes to makeup because back then, like now, there's there's schools to teach you how mm-hmm. to do do this. There's the Tom Savini School of Makeup and Design. Like it is a yeah. very prestigious fucking school. Like yep. if you go to, if you go to that school and you do graduate and you have that, like in your <clears throat> like your portfolio, you can say that. Yeah. Like they will call you. Like movies so will like, call you back very quick and in a hurry. Like back then, dude. Like you had to, like if you wanted to to uh, to learn how to do makeup, you actually mm-hmm. had to go out to Hollywood and get yeah. a job on the set. <laughs> yeah figure it out yourself like i hope you're ready to retrieve some coffee because before anybody shows you how to apply latex you're gonna get a lot of coffee for a lot yeah. of people like i had a friend so... of mine hit me up the other day <laughs> asking me she wanted to she wants to try working in movies and she was like how do i go about doing that and i'm like regardless of whatever it is you want to do on set whatever it is your dream is you want to be a writer a director a makeup artist like offer your services to somebody who's making the fucking film and like just prepare for the role of paper bitch like yeah that's just the way it is and it's not to be mean but this is how you learn at least when you're making independent film in hollywood movies mm-hmm. they have contracts they have yeah. rules and laws and teamsters it doesn't work that way where we come from like where nope. we make movies like your makeup artist is also your fucking key grip like everything you do add key grip to it like that's your what makeup you artist is married to this to the guy who wrote the script <laughs> <laughs> you That's know, a good like, one. but yeah. <laughs> you know what though? I warned Patty. I warned her. She was like, you know, that if she she tried this with the makeup, she could do this. And I'm like, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you want to tell her that, you can tell her that she's going to make you the makeup artist. Like she yeah. will. She'll, she'll find your talent. She'll exploit it in the best way imaginable. <laughs> you will learn mm-hmm. some shit about yourself on her set. But like, I'm like, if you're not re- if you're not ready for that, like, don't show her. Like she's gonna mm-hmm. tell like you come do the makeup. And she showed <laughs> Christina was like, hey, you wanna do the makeup? I'll pay you. 
and like, yo, where go. we come, where we come from, that's 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 how you get our attention. I'll pay you. Yep. Will you now? Yeah. Yep. Like, because a lot of the times you're paying to make these fucking movies. Yep. Like it's so. It's uh, so uh, anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the plot of this of this movie. And I gotta tell you, man, like. I, I hadn't seen this movie in a couple years, mm-hmm. uh, but this movie holds up, man. It, it holds does. up. It always and, has. Uh, always will. From from somebody who who's been watching uh, horror movies uh, consistently for the <laughs> last thirty years, that says a lot. So yeah, the, yeah for real. <laughs> so uh, what we're gonna do is we'll take a real quick break and we'll be right back here on the Movie Note All podcast on the Note All Network. We'll be right back. Bye bye. Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Kruger was. He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. Kids we all knew. It drove us crazy when we didn't know who it was. But it was even worse after they caught him. Did they put him away? The lawyers got fat and the judge got famous, but somebody forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place and Kruger was free just like that. What did you do, Mother? A bunch of us parents tracked him down after they let him out. We found him in an old abandoned boiler room where he used to take his kids. Go on. Took gasoline. Put it all around the place and made a trail of it out the door. Then lit the whole thing up and watched it burn. But he can't get you now. He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. I even took his knives. I think Freddy Krueger has one of the best backstories of any villain. You know? Absolutely. Like, and, it, it, it's such a fucking just scary notion that he was a bad guy 
a really like a bad real person. bad guy. Yeah. Like in his life <laughs> and like in his death, he's something so much worse. Yeah. That's scary. Like they gave him the Hamandai, dude. They gave him the the mummy curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we give you the curse, but like if you ever get brought back, you're gonna Fred be Fred Whole Tip. But I love that backstory, and I love the fact that in the remake, and and we'll we'll go more in depth in the remake later. But I love the fact that in the remake they made him worse somehow. Yeah, you know. And made it made what they did to him even more justified, you know, and I think and I think that in somebody else's hands, like especially nowadays, like um, there's a tendency to kind of give the villains uh, like some kind of sympathetic twist. Mm -hmm. Like I would think that if they were to remake it in the wrong hands, they would have made him falsely accused of that stuff. Yeah, because they go that way in the remake. Yeah, like, like they like, they they really it, they make you feel like that's what happened. Yeah, like which was kind of uh, you know pointless. Yeah, like, I I get if they did it if there was a reason to, but like he kind of totally Vince McMahon's and like it was <laughs> me, Austin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it really it, it feels that way. Just like nope, I was a child rapist and killer. Yeah. Like, okay. Unapologetic. Try, yeah. Like, why did you try to make me feel bad? Like, that just tries to that for me. That's just trying to make your audience feel bad. Yeah. Like, I don't like movies that do that. I'm like, if your movie makes me feel bad, then that should be an indirect result. Yeah. Like, unless like you're aiming for like just some things are sad. Like, and mm. I get that, but like, no. <laughs> and there are better ways to do that. Like, not everything could be Lars von Trier, guys. I don't ever want to see. Can you imagine that Lars von Trier's fucking Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh God! <laughs> well, like, like Freddy. he, like they, they would. He would have made Freddy Krueger like the town bicycle. Like everybody had a ride on uh, him. Uh, 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 you know. Bicycle, dude. What a thing! I like that. <laughs> and like you know, like he would have been like, "I'm gonna go to the police," and they're like, "No, you're not. We're gonna burn you alive." Well, I'm gonna come back and and torture your kids. I'd like to see you try, Dung. and then like have an hour long pushing into his face as he burns. Anyway, <laughs> he just stops screaming and just stares down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. So, um, I love. I I I I gotta say, man, this movie's low budget works so much for it, and yes. I, I got. I, and and it's it's. It's homeliness and it, and it's it's uh, like the fact that all these I, I say kids, right? They were in like their mid twenties. I think that I think Heather Langenkamp was the youngest cast member on here. She was twenty. No. She was actually twenty years old. Johnny Depp was. Uh, he was twenty. He was twenty. Yeah. So there's a scene where like like uh, Heather Langenkamp, uh, Nancy, her her uh, um. <laughs> She's staring at the mirror. She's like, I look 20. They're supposed to be 15. These kids. Yeah. They're supposed that to be used, 15. That scene. And it's, it's so funny that you bring up that moment because I can remember the first time sitting and watching that movie with my mom. Cause like I told her that I watched it and she wasn't too pleased about it. But like, I was like, what do you want me to do? Mom It was in my face. Like real peer pressure. And like, would have never worked with any drugs. What do you want? Mom it was in my face. <laughs> 
But like she so, was like, well, it totally sounds like something you would say, by the way. Right. <laughs> I had no was, choice. Like, what do you want? The TV was you, on. What do you want me to do, mom? Throw the acid away? But like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, I had so, smoking. You saw the way it was dressed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I remember like we we went and rented it. She was like, "Well, now I want to watch all of them with you," and I'm like, "Okay, let's watch them all," because I wanted to see all. Is of that them. why she was mad? Because she wanted to watch them with you? Like that's why she was mad that you saw it. Well, there are some movies that like, and I didn't get this until I became a stepdad. Uh, where like I just don't feel comfortable showing like I don't care if, if they watch it on their own they come across it not my problem like it's yeah. everywhere if I can stream it they can stream it like we have the straight mm. the same streaming site so if they're streaming it we're streaming it and like it, it's one of those things that I tell myself like look if they're at home and they watch it like they're in their rooms and they're they just they watched it it's not my fault like what can I do they're kids they're gonna look at shit I, I know what kind of age we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's whatever. But, like, me, myself, like, hey, have you guys want to see this movie? Like, there are some movies that I'm real, like, no. Like, I don't want to show her that. Like, I just don't want to show them that at all. This is one of them. A Nightmare on Elm Street is one of them. Um, my, my wife and I had our first disagreement, which was talk Ooh. to me. Uh, I, I feel... They can watch Talk to Me. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. She's very like, I think that's too scary for them. And wow. like, we, have, we haven't had this argument yet. Like, mm-hmm. every time she's like, that's probably too scary for them. I'm usually like, yeah, you're right. Like, I can, certain movies like Exorcist, it's like, not because not there's anything bad. It just, we feel like it might be too scary for them. Like, yeah. let them come, somebody at school is going to tell them about that one. And like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, like for I real. Think- just be honest. I think Exorcist, like Exorcist, the themes are they're they're just like I I I'm I'm on I'm on the camp is like as long as you explain it to them, like mm-hmm. kids will be fine because kids are smart, kids are strong, like they'll get it. Yeah. But when there's a scene where she's uh you know hitting herself with a crucifix, I think that's a little too much for kids. Yeah, right? yeah. Like there's there's, <laughs> there's always something, like because like Okay, like Nightmare on Elm Street, they show like half a titty in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, there's really no if that. There's, there's really nothing, no yeah. there's no nudity in this. I movie. mean, there's two 15 year olds going at it. You know. Okay. Well, see, 15 year olds. I don't. I don't want to sit and watch that with my stepkids. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're and that age. Just, just, the, <laughs> just the sound they're making yeah. is one of those like. Yeah. I. They're already. They're old enough to know what it is. But I'm yeah. I'm still that that stepdad that's like, I don't want I don't want one. I, I have nightmares of the youngest one turning to me and going, "What are they doing? Nothing. <laughs> like fuck nothing. Go watch SpongeBob. Fuck all of nothing. <laughs> Who put this shit on the fucking TV? Like, no. <laughs> she and she's like, uh, you're watching it on your phone. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. What? Can you watch other things on your phone? Put some fucking blues clues on something, anything. <laughs> Holy shit, no! Like, and, and Nightmare on Elm Street oh, is just one of those movies where I don't want to have that. Like, I will not put my wife and I will not put ourselves in a position where we have to answer those types of questions with the horror yeah. movies that we're showing them. Like, yeah. our fucking the eleven year old is is like I fancied myself really smart at eleven. She's fucking head and heels smarter than I am. 
yeah. head and heels smarter than I am. <clears throat> she was joking about having an existential crisis. And I'm like, you are too fucking young to be having a goddamn existential crisis. You can have existential thoughts. I'm not showing you any more Lars von Trier movies. Yeah, no more Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson in this house. <laughs> like, what the fuck oh is this? God, a copy dude. of the Darjeeling Limited throws? <laughs> None of that so, shit. Who the fuck showed you Boogie Nights? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of budget, man, like they had little to no budget. I don't even know how much. I think I want to say like what between 20, uh, 15 and 20 million dollars. No. That it, they had it was, to make this movie. It was a four million dollar budget. And I think Wes Craven pushed it to 18 million. 18 and, million. OK. Yeah, and like Bob so, Shea was fucking irate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I had heard that that they that they were threatening to shut it down because they ran out of money. Yeah. And then like they had to they had to like do some creative creative budgeting behind the scenes. But they, they finished editing it um the day that they premiered it. That's crazy, man. Like so I, bro, it's fucked up that happened to to like well, I'm not even gonna fucking forget it. I don't even wanna yeah. <laughs> bring it up. So, I've just been in that situation, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's <laughs> a scene. There's a scene that like totally reminded me of you. Uh, where uh, Johnny Depp is lying in his bed, and his mom comes in, and he, he, she's like, "What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Uh, listening to music or watching TV?" He's like, "Miss New America's coming on." He's like, "How?" And, and she's like, "How are you going to listen to what she says? Like, who says I'm going to listen to what she says? You know, or something like that." <laughs> yeah, who cares what she says? Oh, dude, that's totally Bob and his mom, dude. Bro, like. <laughs> All kidding aside, that's that's exactly me and my mom, dude. Like that was me and my mom. That was our that was our relationship in a nutshell. Like yeah. just fucking crass, fucked up humor like that. Mom was a fucked up person. I miss her so much. But like, she was. So, she was fucking like wackadoo, man. My mom was a nut. I love her. She was a sweetheart, man. She was a sweetheart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she wasn't. She was a monster sometimes, but like, I loved her. She was a great mom. Amen. The like, conversations that we had here on this very show, like, yeah. she seemed kind of nice. <laughs> no, no, she she is, but that's what she would do to fucking, like, fool her prey. Like, <laughs> like so, everybody everybody thought mom was nice. So like, yeah, live with her. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, well, she, uh, uh, she made you the man you are today, and we will be forever grateful for that. I agree. So, <laughs> like, so she, but was she was a fucking like we were dicks to each other (laughs) (laughs) so that leads to okay so there are two death scenes in this movie believe it or not like (laughs) three people die in this movie three people yeah okay and they're all 15 year olds yeah they're all 15 year olds right so there's uh the first one to die was was uh was uh her friend the the friend i forgot what her name was tina Tina, Tina, yeah. Um, played and by Amanda Weiss. They built a giant room that rotated on an axis so that it yeah. looks like she's climbing up the walls and on the ceiling, mm-hmm. which is like mind blowing for nowadays. But in 1984 yeah. or 83, when they were filming this, like, try being the guy to explain that. Yeah. Like, I need the room to rotate. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why? 
So they spent. So we only have to glue everything down. Everything. It's got to look including the camera, including the camera and the actor. Yeah, (laughs) that's easy. Sure. So that's a great looking scene. Uh, And then they follow it up with, with with just a a a sheet on a wire wrapping around a guy's neck, which I gotta say, like as effective as that is, Mm -hmm. um, it's somewhat of a downgrade from the previous kill because the kill like just set the bar so high right yeah well (laughs) here's the thing i i've always sort of felt that like that second kill was probably supposed to be a lot bigger like because he he was an important part like rod's the character rod was important you needed to kill him like you needed to make it look like he killed himself you would because think that he would have top. a bigger part. You would think that he yeah. had a bigger part. But it this felt, is like it, within the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie where like all this happens. Yeah. And it feels like his character was supposed to have a bigger part. And then like he yeah. like it was one of those days where Wes had to call Bob and he was like, hey, so um, in order to shoot the scene, we're, we're going to need another um, couple thousand dollars, a couple thousand as in two. Uh, a couple thousand, <laughs> like 22 would probably, I'd say 25 if we're going to be safe about the whole thing, Bob. Like, no, no. He's like, hell, why don't I give you 10 million? Huh? Oh, yeah. really? You do that? No. Hang up. <laughs> a real, a real Arlie Ermy moment. Hell, I like yeah. you. You come over to my house and fuck my sister. Like, <laughs> like just real like, sure. You want anything else? Get the fuck out of my office, Wesley. You look like the kind of guy that would would jerk him around and not even have the common decency to give him a reach around. Yeah, dude. Like, just like super fucked up about the whole situation. I just feel like it was one of those days and he was like, he was like, figure something else out, Wes. Kill him in a simple way. Have Freddy run him over with a fucking car for all I care. Like, and, and, and that, and this, this is why I say that it's, uh, that that the humble state of this movie is to its advantage, because just showing there like she's she's there right she's there watching everything that's happening and Freddie is just like they're waving at him at her yeah, yeah. like waving like like I'm doing this in front of yeah. you and there's nothing you can do to stop me right and right. then it shows the sheet wrapping around his neck by itself mm-hmm. which is such a simple effect. But it yeah. works. But fuck me if it, it doesn't Jeffrey work. Jeffrey Epstein, that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> so uh, that 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 I believe happened to him way more than I believe that he just killed himself. <laughs> like, yeah. sorry. Because, you know, he obviously killed himself. I mean, he had help, but he killed himself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he killed himself by getting arrested. But I'm bummed. Uh, they, there. Then the then the next death scene is probably the most iconic of the first movie, probably of the whole series. Um, Johnny Depp, who was honestly didn't do shit after this movie came out until Edward Scissorhands six years later. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. I mean, he had done a bunch of like teen comedies. Yeah, he had quite the summer vacation after a night around Elm Street. Like, yeah, like yeah, he, I, I he hope, wasn't. I he hope wasn't he the enjoyed, biggest stars. 
I hope he enjoyed his time because it was Nightmare on Elm Street, Edward Scissorhands, and then it was Johnny Depp. Like the yeah. Johnny Depp that you know and love that you yeah. need. Yeah, like he, he didn't really become Johnny Depp until Pirates of the Caribbean in 2001. Yeah. You know, or 2002, I think it was. I want to say that was when he was. But that it, was when he was able to start phoning it in. Yeah, well, I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think he was phoning it in there, but like in the after, in the other in the sequels, yeah. But I think I think he gave everything he had to give in the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the first yeah. one. Yeah, you know, I think that and that and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I will I will always defend his performance. I movie. think, oh man, he's amazing in that movie. Yeah. I think he'll, I still think he'll, if he doesn't fucking uh, blow his liver out or mm. die of, die of something stupid. Um, I think that he's going to have a comeback in like five years. And I, mm. I don't, I don't even like really say comeback. I mean, he's going to like take like maybe a year off. Like you won't even notice that he did it. Like you mm. won't even notice that he'll take like a year or two off from movies and then he'll totally Brendan Fraser and do something mm. A24. And well, like it'll Do you know what his last movie was that he did what? that he worked on? Which one? Was uh um Yoga Hosers. Oh god. Yeah, that's that that's can't true. be his last movie. That's that can't exactly. be his last movie. So like see, we're probably, <laughs> we're probably in the middle of it. We haven't even noticed. He hasn't done a movie in mm. like seven, eight years. Yeah. So like so his death scene and 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 for those of you that don't know like the two of you that don't know uh, i am still in shock as to how they like i'm still bewildered like i still don't understand how they did this yeah you know? i mean i, oh, I, mean, I know oh. how they did it i know how they did it but like that was I real like you know what we have the rotating room yeah Let's just exactly use right? it again we're, we're gonna destroy it Let's destroy it in a fun fucking way. You know what I think the thought process was? The producers come up to him and like, hey, how come there's no blood in this movie? Oh, you want blood? You want blood? I bought all this blood for this movie and you guys haven't used any of it. Use the blood or else you're fired. All right. Use the blood, he says. (laughs) So fun fact about that in that. That nightmares, I think it's called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, or that might be another yeah. documentary. Yeah. But that that I know which on one Street, you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it was. It's just like I said, it's all like hour long documentaries on a Nightmare on Elm Street, and they were talking about as little column A and a little column B was they didn't have a lot of blood in this movie. Never but sleep like, again. Yeah, there you go. Never sleep again. Great documentary. Like if you're interested in all things Freddy Krueger, like and what a fascinating accidental fucking multi-million dollar thing that became like it's watch the documentary it's it's fucking fascinating and like they decided okay uh, again bob they you know, calling bob shay like hey we wanted to do this for this nightmare and like oh did you i have an idea like how about you go and eat a hobo's dick cheese like <laughs> just full-on tom cruising and fucking tropic thundering their asses about it like, here's a thought. Eat shit. Like, no. Like, don't you have a rotating room? Do it. Use it again. It'll be a callback. Like, figure something to do with that. Like, you know what? I actually have an idea. So, where they're going to fucking drop all this blood from the bed. 
and they don't have enough blood. And Bob Shea already said, like, no, you've got sets, use them. Like, Wes Craven kept getting these ideas and bugs up his ass, which ended up becoming nightmares later on. But, like, <clears throat> a real, like, I, here's, here's the thought, though. No, you can't have money to do that. How about that? No. And, like, he would fucking just, like, fine, we'll figure something else out. So they had the rotating room. And they were like, you know what, though? Like, I'm going to destroy this fucking room. Like, we're just going to fucking flood it. And, like, the the whole thing? Like, yeah. Like, we're just going to fucking fill it with mud and all this other crap. And, like, we'll just flood the room. Thinking they were going to be able to contain all this water at the bottom of this rotating room. <laughs> so they fill this fucking thing up. It's pouring. And, like, there was a rumor a long time ago that that scene was longer and they made, they made Wes Craven cut it. And he was like, no, no, I wanted it to be longer. You got every bit of the footage that we had before that room flooded and ruined the set. Like Bob didn't want to pay that kind of money. Like, well, all the money Bob Shea invested into his insurance was gone. (laughs) That room was they destroyed an entire studio. Like, because wow. the whole bottom just broke open and flooded the room. And you know yeah. what? Worth it. Worth it. Worth Absolutely it. worth it. Yeah. Like, fucking movies aren't safe. Who told you this was a safe job? <laughs> like, hey, man, that's why it's, that's why it's called an investment. Oh. <laughs> you know. So, uh... The final scene in this movie, or like the final sequence, I want to say, is so good. Home Alone. And it, it's 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 freaky. Like it's like the 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 lighting, the atmosphere, the music. For God's sake, we haven't even yeah. talked about the music. What a fucking score that those all those movies have. They use the same score in every uh, movie. I remember specifically the moment that truly terrified me. I am a little claustrophobic, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm a lot claustrophobic. I get I get freaked out when I can't move. Like, I never even looked at another guy before. Like yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene where she's running up the stairs and the stairs like turn uh-huh. into oatmeal. Yeah. And stuff. Dude, that freaked me out, dude. That like sent chills down my spine because I see her running up the stairs and then just stopping and sinking. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a very real nightmare that people have. It's, like, like I, that's a nightmare that I've had. I've yeah. had that where like I where like my limbs can't move. They're, they're like they feel like there's a thousand pound weight on them, and I yeah. can't get them to move. You know, so like, that's like a real guttural, real life uh, nightmare. horror nightmare. You know, so Nancy is there. The thought process behind this is that she was able to. Uh, when she fell asleep in the classroom, she was able mm-hmm. to wake herself up and grab Freddie's hat. So she, no, the, so she the, thought the hat, the hat was was when she was in um the sleep. Oh clinic. no, in, in the sleep clinic. That's right, the, the sleep clinic. The the classroom is where she burned her, herself. She burned and herself, she woke, and, and she, she found woke the up mark. with a burn mark on her arm. Yeah. yeah. So 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 she had the thought that maybe she could bring him into the real world and mm-hmm. take care of him that way, right? Right. So she voluntarily goes into the dream world to try to bring him out. And like 
like this this whole sequence i'm 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 watching it right now and this whole sequence of when they finally when they when she finally uh, uh brings him into the real world like and he's tangible yeah and he doesn't have his powers and like you said home alone right yeah <laughs> but see and then here's the thing though that like a lot of people tend to forget now he's out in the real world he doesn't have any of his powers and nothing tangible Except for the fact that he's a psychotic serial killer and he's with locked in the house knife with a knife glove with a knife yeah. glove locked in a house with a teenage girl. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> so, so I'm, 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 I'm skipping through it right now. Like, because I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to get to the final climax, but like the, the whole situation of him still being, like he's 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 uh he's tangible, he's able to get hurt, set on freaking fire, which by the way, is not an easy stunt to do, bro. Okay. So like, I don't know if if you know, that stunt man, he had a signal, and he was like, "I'll give mm. you the signal when to put me out." Like uh-huh. it may look it may look bad, like but don't worry about it. I'm a professional. This yeah. is what I do. So they were like, okay, we're going to trust him and get as much footage as we can, like a responsible mm-hmm. director would do. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, man, you're the professional. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> shooting the motherfucker. So, like, <laughs> the guy, the plan was they light him on fire at the end of the, of the, the basement. He chases her to the stairs like she hits him he rolls all the way down the stairs and that's it well instead he runs up the stairs he tells her hey like open the door while he's on fire he's like open the door and she opens it and he feigns being thrown into the wall and rolls all the way down the stairs again like terrifying (laughs) and just lays there for a solid like seven seconds before he's like all right signal and they're like oh jesus christ like <laughs> put in mind and west craven was like yeah. bob's gonna be so pissed like we that guy's hurt and like he laid there because they have to peel all that shit off it's still boiling hot it and melts. they peel, yeah and they peel all that shit off of him and he's like i'm good and yeah. they're like are you sure and he's like yeah i'm fine so, like okay so we uh back in 2010 we made a movie called Daddy's Home. Oh no, you're gonna tell them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna straight up tell them, dude. Um and our good friend CH Morris, uh who's also Hell a stuntman. Hell of a human. And like he he basically showed us how to do it because he was gonna do the stunt where he set his whole body on fire and we didn't have any money, just like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> so we went to the hardware store, picked up some glue. He's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put this on first. It's basically a non-flammable liquid goo. Yeah. And then on top of that, they put glue, flammable mm-hmm. turpentine, like blow up glue. in your face. Yeah. Glue. Okay. Because why not? Yeah. And he's like, don't use water to put me out. Don't use it. Don't use any of this. Get the blanket. 
and cover me. Yeah. Do not use water. Because <laughs> if you use water, I'm going to explode. <laughs> I, stress, I cannot stress that enough. Uh, he did it. He did it five times. Jesus He Christ. set himself on fire five times, not once changing his outfit. <laughs> Fucking CH. The only, part, <laughs> the only part of the outfit that burnt was mm-hmm. the sleeves. Yeah. That's the only part of the outfit that burnt. Uh, Daddy's so, on, on Prime, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you, can't, fact, you can't watch a man get set on fire. <laughs> like, no stuff, so man. It was that, him. He was the stuff. Yeah, man. no, it was him. It was, our, it was the star of our movie. And we made sure that it was the last thing that we filmed <laughs> with him. <laughs> so the fact. How do you ask him to come back at nine the next day? I know, <laughs> I know right? <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the AM. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the fact that this cat did all the, and he was only on fire for like 10 seconds at a time at most. Yeah. At most. So this cat, what you just told me made him even more impressive to a guy like me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, real, real quick, um, they filmed the opening scene where he's putting the glove together before they cast Robert England. So the guy putting the glove together is that stunt guy. Yeah. So uh, like you get a lot of like in mo- in movies like that like um I love making movies that way. Like yeah. I just I love making movies that way. And I've always sort of I've I I I want to you know sell a script and fucking you know have a movie made and and you know I get the phone calls like hey you want to write for this you want to try writing this we have an idea mm-hmm. for this. Like I, I long for that career and yeah. like, but I know, I know that when you write, you cannot attach yourself as a writer to what you write because they're going to mangle it. Like yeah. they're going to mangle everything. So like budget changes it. Uh, the, the, the shooting schedule changes. Like it, it's a lot of things go into what happens to a script and story to change it. You know, like the only type of movie I know how to make is and eventually we're going to all have to roll with the punches kind of movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like, 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 like eventually we're all going to be a little tired of this. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're all going to be we're all going to be a lot so, tired of it. Yeah. And so. Like, so um, the the way this movie ends mm-hmm. is. Uh, um. I don't want to say anticlimactic. I, I I'm I'm just gonna say like it, it's a good thing they made sequels. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's also a uh, good thing that the 88 minutes prior was amazing. Yeah, and it's really good. And 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 I forgive it for for ending the way it does because she basically like I don't believe you anymore. Yeah, and he disappears. Yeah, which and was sort of a load of shit. Kind of, but you know whatever. And then. It has a very. I, I I honestly believe that the only reason they added this this true ending, uh, is because of Friday the Thirteenth, like as a jab, I guess. Because this whole this whole movie is full of jabs to other movies. Like, yeah. I, I remember hearing that Wes Craven and uh, uh, Sam Raimi had kind of like a friendly rivalry going on. Yeah. Because because uh, in uh, Evil Dead, he was watching Last House on the left or the no, the Hills Have Eyes. No, they they have a Hills Have Eyes poster that's been torn off the wall. The hill, yeah, the Hills Have Eyes poster, and in this movie, 
uh, Nancy is falling asleep to uh, uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's rude. So, yeah, like, but I mean, that's, that's Evil Dead. That's funny. That's funny. But anyway, no, it, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's funny, but it's just one of those things where like, like if I was Sam Raimi and I was known for that movie, like, okay, well, rude. Right. Yeah. Like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Wes, who would fall asleep so, to fucking evil dead. <laughs> so they drive off in a car and apparently like, like it's, it's still a dream. And you know, the world's most famous mannequin gets, <laughs> gets, drug through the through the the window the window it's so obvious man like even on vhs it's oh yeah it's terrible but like it was one of those things and i get what they were aiming for because this is like everybody said the same thing everybody hated the ending like everybody Mm -hmm. like wes craven hated it robert england hated it but bob shea was like look it looks like they're still stuck in a nightmare like, so the idea is that didn't work. Her taking the power away from him didn't work. And it didn't matter this entire time what she did. She's in his nightmare. She's in the nightmare. Yeah. Like, there's nothing she could do. Pull him out, and now you pull the nightmare out, too. Like, yeah. it was kind of the idea behind it. That's how Bob Shea saw it. And everybody else was like, right, it looks stupid. And like, no, nah, no, but like, it looks surreal. No, Bob. It looks stupid. Well, I'm the one who paid for this fucking movie, so we're keeping it. And like, and <laughs> Robert England was like, I think it was just Bob being cheap, and he just yeah. didn't want to shoot another ending. And like, he came up with this this ending on his own, and thought that it was more than it was. And I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. Like, here's here's the thing about that. That is how me and my mother understood it. That's exactly like how the, the nightmare. Yeah, I was like, she's stuck in a nightmare. Nothing she could have done would have pulled her out. Freddie won when she had her first nightmare with him. Like, it was mm-hmm. over then. This entire movie is him playing with Messing her. with her. And, like, wow. I, I was like, that's how, I, that's how me and my mother both understood it. And I'm like, hey, like, he was kind of right. Like, that, that scene, because it looks so wrong, feels super uncomfortable like that he's just yeah. that strong that he would rip her through a window stiff like <laughs> yeah. she's just too scared to move like <laughs> went in a full-on rigidity like yanked yeah. her through snapped her neck off of her spine and her body just stiffened while he pulled her through the window with just this hideous ferocity and yeah. like that is really like the way I understood it. I'm like, oh man, she's still dreaming. Like she's never going to get out. The entire like, time she was dreaming. That was my initial thought watching that movie. And like, I never you go, thought of it that way. Okay. But if you go back and you watch it, there's nothing, nothing to argue it. Nothing. Huh. You can that- interpret it that way. Like, wow, that's... and people did. Apparently a lot of people did. I mean, everything's undone in part two. And then like from there on after. Yeah. But if it ended yeah. that way, that's how a lot of people would believe the ending was. Like she's, ne- she's never going to get out of the nightmare. Like she's been there the whole time. That's pretty crazy, man. I never, I never looked at it that way. Huh. Like even when she so... thought she was awake, she was dreaming. That's why he was able to fucking get to her at school. Huh. 
Yeah, so, weird, right? <laughs> that, that, that kind of puts the whole movie in another you know, brand new context for me. Yeah. So it is a standalone movie. Yeah. It's straight it, up it a standalone very, movie. It very much could have been a standalone movie. Very much. Like, worst case scenario, it failed and we made a cool horror movie. Yeah. Like, Bob so, Shay is the one who lost the money. <laughs> but no, they they ended up making a how, how many more movies? Um, there's they, seven Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. There's yeah, there's, technically a, there's five. It's Nightmare on Elm Street one through five. Then it's Freddy's Dead, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Like yeah, and, and then technically also, um, which Freddy, in my opinion, in, in my opinion, uh, the New Nightmare is is the best of the sequels. Oh yeah, I love the New Nightmare. Yeah. Um, Freddy showed up in uh, I what was it? Freddy, uh, uh Jason goes to hell, where his yeah. claw comes up and and grabs the mask. So fun um, fact about that, that's Kane Hodder. As Freddy? As Freddy. Ooh. Kane Hodder is the only stuntman to ever get to play Jason, Freddy, mm. and Leatherface. He was the stuntman oh. on he was the stuntman on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Cool. So he's gotten to be Did Jason, Freddy, and Leatherface. Nice. So uh <clears throat> and also it it led to one of my favorite parodies ever when the Simpsons did uh, A Nightmare in Springfield or no, no A Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. With, <laughs> with Willie. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. God it's damn. So, dude, that's that's one of the best parodies. And that was my first introduction to Nightmare on Elm Street was watching it on The Simpsons. Believe every, it or not. Every fucking year when it's cold. Every year when we get that fucking two months of just this is stupid cold yeah uh, i always say the same thing just lousy smart weather <laughs> like every yeah. time dude, like my whole life lousy smart <laughs> so so there it is ladies and gentlemen that was for uh nightmare on elm street the remake was okay it was good it was directed by samuel bear who directed one of my all-time favorite metallica videos uh until it sleeps oh yeah you um, can tell <laughs> he's got a great eye he really no, does absolutely he really does have a great eye like but, it, that movie is just plagued with cgi not only but that but it's also a victim of its time or yeah, like absolutely like it was so stylized to the point where like it it, it, it just lost all its luster you know yeah like big time dude and that's because like i maintain um, Jackie O'Haley was an amazing Freddy Krueger. Yeah, fantastic yeah. Freddy Krueger. In a world where that's the thing, you hear a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, that's your initial mm. worry. Who's Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Like, put Jack your mind at ease if you're looking for a good Freddy Krueger and you haven't yeah. seen this remake. I don't recommend it. Um, but if you're mm. if you're a completionist and you want to see everything Nightmare on Elm Street, you kind of yeah. have to watch the remake when it's all said and done. Um, but you can kind of tell again, like what you were saying, like it's a victim of its time because yeah. it's essentially the same fucking story. Um, mm. they, they do kind of like fuck with you a little bit, which I didn't like where they try to make you feel sympathy for Freddy Krueger because yeah. there's an idea that he, he didn't do any of this stuff and the parents killed him accidentally or they, the parents like killed the wrong guy. Yeah. And like, well, I I will say this. I did like the opening scene a little bit more than, than the original opening scene, you know? 
I can't um, remember it. The opening scene where they're in the in the, in the restaurant, and like the guy slits his throat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like right, right away, the, the, yeah, the, the stakes are are higher. But yeah, the, the rest of the movie, <laughs> the rest of the movie doesn't really doesn't really hold up that much that well. Um, no, it doesn't. But like <clears throat> Jackie O'Haley uh, <clears throat> as Freddy Krueger was fantastic. Yeah, I understand what they were trying to do by making him look like a burn victim. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of simultaneously as, as, as I do understand it is a little, uh, rude and like, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, here's the thing. I get what they were trying to do. You want him to look like a real yeah. burn victim. But I thought yeah. that was always kind of the thing that was cool about Freddy Krueger was he looked like something much worse yeah, than just burn, than like somebody who got burned, and like he looked it, more like a skin victim than he did a burn victim. Right, like he skinned right. him alive. Yeah, you know? that's exactly exactly what it is. He looked more like he yeah. was. Peeing. Yeah, and like which, <laughs> like yeah, like Jack or Haley, like completely ignoring the fact that he looks like a burn victim, and trying to be scary, is like okay, he's scary. But like I'm seeing a guy who should be able to cut the line at Disney. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> he, he, guys, he up. guys, he can't be out in the sun too long. That cannot be good for his skin. <laughs> Just let him ride the ride. Be an adult. <laughs> this, place, this place is for kids. Stop it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Robert England so, always looked like he got what he deserved. <laughs> and like like fucking Jackie O'Haley look like something like nobody deserves that. And then you go <laughs> and they make you feel bad for him for like a good portion of the movie. Mm. And then like, just at the very end of it, he, like I said, you know, we we're joking earlier. Like it's me, Austin. <laughs> totally. Just yeah. like, no, nah, just kidding. I'm an asshole. And like, <laughs> why did you, what? Like, what was the point of that? So it was for you to feel bad. I already feel bad that I'm watching this. <laughs> like this yeah. is a bad movie. Your movie is bad and you should feel bad. But like, <laughs> like what do you yeah, yeah, yeah. why? This was dumb. And like it, it was it was annoying. I'm glad they didn't like continue it. I um I very, very, very much hope. And like, because I think I'm not sure who has it. Somebody has a Nightmare on Elm Street right now. Yeah. And like they are going a thousand percent forward with their new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm. Now, Robert England has gone on record saying that, like, he's done playing Freddy, but Freddy's not done, like, for him. And he had an idea, and I want them to do this thing. I really, really, really want them to do this. For a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, where it will serve as not just a remake, but a sort of end to Robert England, a farewell to him without being a huge farewell to him. Mm-hmm. And like just letting him do the character one more time. And the idea of it being that Freddy Krueger looks different to everybody in their dream. Ah. That's the thing that you're afraid of. So it doesn't matter what you're afraid of. It's him. 
And the only way you can tell is the hat, the sweater, and the glove. Every inception of him has the hat, the sweater, and the glove. But in one, he wanted fucking Javier Baudet to play Freddy Krueger. Bardem? Huh? Javier Bardem? No, Baudet. 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 The the vampire in... He's Dracula in The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, okay, okay. He's really long and lanky. He's the Nina Mideros in um, Wreck. The thing with the long hair and the hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Javier Baudet. So he was also um, the leper in Andy Muschietti's It. In oh, It Chapter 1. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Time for the medicine, Eddie. Like, oh. that's, that's Javier Baudet. So, like, a dream where he's going to play a Freddy Krueger. Tall, lanky, like, malformed limbs. Like, scary. Scary thing to have a nightmare about. of Somebody coming after you. And, like... One where um, he wanted a dwarf to play Freddy Krueger. Like, huh. one where it would be Jackie O'Haley again. Because he even thinks Jackie O'Haley didn't get a fair shake. And one for him. Like, one, one more time as Freddy Krueger. And, like, to serve it up as whoever you want it to be in the next movie. You, in this, it's, it's Bob Shea's dream come true. It's literally whoever you want it to be, Bob. <laughs> literally whoever go. the fuck you want it to be. <clears throat> like you, you make a killing with NECA and the toy rights. Yeah. Because, oh, I want this Freddy. I want that Freddy. Like, and you can get huge actors, small actors, up and coming actors, a YouTube actor, like all sorts of people to play Freddy Krueger. Guys, let capitalism work for us. For God's work sake, for man. us. Capitalism. Like, <laughs> okay, it's so funny because, like, I I did. I mentioned. I think I mentioned it when we did the toy. Yeah. One like I, the first fourteen, the first fifteen years of my life, like capitalism worked. <laughs> yeah. Worked just fine. I was yeah. fucking fine before those planes hit those towers. <laughs> capitalism was fine, dude. Like you, yeah. I sit here and I argue against capitalism, like I'm stuck in it. There's nothing I can yeah. do. Like I'd gladly give but quite we a bit. Make up. the best of it, and this is right. the best of it. <laughs> yeah, and like no, we had the best of it, guys. Like it's yeah. gone. If you were born after 2001, I totally understand why you hate <laughs> capitalism. But guys, I know this is a weird thing to believe because I'm on your side. I really am. But my dudes, it worked for a little yeah. while. It worked. Like, the first 15 years of my life, capitalism was a fucking joy. Like, I loved it. It was amazing. Like, it wasn't until those fucking towers fell that those idiots figured out that they could work together and just fuck fighting amongst ourselves and lowering the price. Let's just (laughs) all make it $50. And then they got to pick one of us. (laughs) Like, it didn't work that way the first 15 years of my life. Like, I could find one album here, and I could go buy it somewhere else for, like, $2 cheaper. Spend $3 on gas for a $2 cheaper CD. I would do it. That was capitalism, baby. It yeah. fucking worked. Like, so <laughs> it, I, that's, that's really one of the few things we could do for ourselves. There's a Nightmare on Elm Street like this, where everybody gets a piece of that fucking pie, and you fucking sit there and go, like, man, that nightmare was creepy. No, but this nightmare was creepy. And, like, <laughs> so- you have some... 
to argue about with your friends while listening to the Movie Know It All podcast. So with that being said, we are going to capitalize the, on the time of year because we're going to continue our little horror jaunt that we do every every year. And uh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue with the 80s classic horror because that is our spiel. That is where we came of age, you know. And we're going to go with another horror great director, writer, producer, musician, John Carpenter. And we're going to talk about his classic remake. Yes, it's a remake. It is a remake. The Thing. Which came out what in eighty two? Eighty one, I think. Eighty one, eighty two. I think anyway. that's an 80, it. Might be eighty two. You might be right. Yeah. So with Kurt Russell and Keith David, not David Keith. David Keith. Keith David. It's Keith David. Yeah. Not to the mention. Voice. Not to mention fucking Wilford Diabetes Brimley. <laughs> yeah. Like he's in this too. But he's hard to recognize without his mustache. Ladies and gentlemen. When I when I tell you that this is going to be a hefty episode. Oh man, so much to unload. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. Like if you because guys don't if you guys don't know like the stories that came the work that went into making a movie of this level, like if you if you haven't like seen the documentaries or like read anything about it, like come learn a thing, man. Yeah. Like this one's interesting. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go into it, man. So uh with that being said, hey Bob, where can people find our awesome podcast? Oh, they can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Spotify, Podbean, Apple Music, and the one I always forget until I fucking say this whole spiel. Good pods. It really happened again. I Pavlov. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. I will not remember that. Like good pods is never gonna pay us, Will. No. Like but, never, I appreciate you guys having us on, though. Yeah, but you know, guys, go whenever, wherever you get your podcast, no matter where it is, including Good Pods. Leave a like, leave a comment, let us know what y'all think. Uh, go to our Patreon, uh, where we're sitting down on the corner of the street with a cup, just begging for change. You know, spare change. So, surely you can spare a dollar for someone down on his luck. Hey, Mister, <laughs> give me a dollar. How about it? One dollar. Don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know I smell like fish, but come on. Anyway. <laughs> this is only 9th Street. Get it? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Come back next week for The Thing. And until then, I'm Will. I'm Bob. Now, my friends, this is the Movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. We will see you all next week. Later. <laughs>